Looking at Ranking of Kings, I couldn't help but keep putting off watching this show. I thought it was going to be some kind of like childlike fantasy story that just wouldn't keep me hooked, you know? But what I got instead was Studio Ghibli Presents Game of Thrones. This story is packed to the brim with betrayal, political intrigue, and some horribly complex characters. And I love it. But above everything about this show, one thing is the most clear. I would die for Boji. The central character in this series is this Liu guy, and I love him as if he were my own child. Not only do I just love the way the animators have presented him as a character, I think I love Boji because he reminds me a lot of the ideal follower of Jesus that Paul talked about over and over and over again. Yes, I'm serious. No, I will not apologize for making this comparison. I just think Boji is a better Jesus follower than I could ever be. So let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith games. And it's not enough to just say that this is just a Shadow Clan person, okay, author? This, what is he? What is Kage? I have no idea what this is supposed to be. Is it a person? I don't know. Either way, I'm your nerd, Pastor Nate. And if you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub and hit that bell to find out when our next one drops. With that, let's go ahead and get things started with our scripture. Our scripture comes from the letter of Romans, chapter 12, verses 14 through 19. I'm going to be reading from the NRSV translation. That's my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen. However, if you have something else that you prefer to use, feel free to use that instead. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So with that, what even is Ranking of Kings? Well, it's one of the new anime debuting for this winter season this year, and it's remained a pretty solid entry in the charts of the worldwide ranking. The story itself is a coming-of-age fantasy comedy. Wait, does it really Does it really say that this is a fantasy comedy? Yeah, hilarious. This show has made me want to cry so many times, so fantasy comedy. Pfft. Anyway, this story is about a little prince named Boji, who is deaf and mute, and... A bit naive, to be honest. Regardless of all that, he is set forth as the oldest son who is going to inherit the throne of his giant king dad, who is actually a giant, whenever he dies, which is going to be pretty soon. No one really believes in Boji in the show. Like, like literally no one. His mom, who I think is dead, I guess is dead. I don't know. They don't talk a lot about her, but maybe she believed in him. But everybody else has no belief in Boji as the future king. Even with the doubt in his ability, Boji never once loses his belief in himself. He continues onward towards being the greatest of kings. He wants to achieve that goal, and he believes that he can, regardless of what others say. Which, by the way, is a thing in this universe. The ranking of kings is not just the name of the show, but it's actually a process where essentially someone is sent to your kingdom whenever a new king is instituted and put to some kind of like aptitude test to see what their king rank might be. Which is just some fun little flavor, and I'm sure it's going to come back up eventually. As our story begins, Boji meets the last known survivor of the Shadow Assassin clan, who again, looks like this, and everyone acts like he's just another bro, and not some homunculus-looking dudeski. His name is Kage, and for reasons that I have yet to learn, he understands Boji crystal clear, despite being deaf and mute. So, whatever reasons. Okay, so with that, that's kind of the precursor, all the like groundwork for this. From this point on, we're going to have to talk about some of the major plot points and twists in this show in order to understand what makes Boji such a Christ-like figure. So, 
Spoiler alert, please. Watch this show. It really is good, and it's such a short and easy watch. Pretty much nothing in this story goes exactly right for Boji from the very beginning of the show. His dad is one heckin' big boy, and Boji is quite small and quite round. His stepmother, Hilling, starts out the story as being quite against everything. Everything that Boji does. His half-brother, Dido, who just gives off these, like, real Joffrey vibes, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't really get along. Boji has this personal source trainer, Domas, who prefers the raw strength of his half-brother over Boji's deaf mute self. And even his dear old giant dad gives off the vibes that while he sees Boji as being crazy weak, he also wants to keep Boji as being the first in line just because he loves him so much as his firstborn son. So essentially, every character in this show does not believe in Boji. No one believes in him. But then Kage comes along and things begin to change. Kage actually mugs Boji the very first time that they meet, but after a couple of armed robberies, they kind of begin to form this weird sort of friendship that eventually leads to mutual respect for one another. After developing sort of a soft spot for Boji, Kage then witnesses how the royal family actually treats Boji and decides that he will be the one person standing in Boji's corner. The first person that we get to actually see believe in Boji at last. It's a real turning point for the show. However, not enough of a turning point to actually make things work out. Despite Boji being super duper fast and having some like downright daredevil level amplified reflexes and senses. Uh, when push comes to shove, Boji ends up getting ousted from his rightful place as king, even whenever his dear old dad kicks the bucket. Worse yet, they don't tell him that they oust him. It's in front of the whole kingdom as they make the announcement, and Boji's like, here I go, I'm about to be the king, and they're like, it's actually going to be Dida instead. With this bold declaration of Dida as king, things start to get real weird. Dida is clearly being influenced by a third party and determines a way to send his brother Boji away to get killed by Damas. Which the loyal knight does. He does. He straight up just pushes Boji off of a cliff in a town that's like forever away from the kingdom and then ends up reporting back to Dida that the deed has been done. However, as a surprise to everybody, including us, Kage has actually been secretly storing himself inside Boji's bag and was helping protect him along the journey covertly. So as Boji is about to fall into the lava, uh, Kage shoots off a uh, bow and arrow and ends up saving him. It doesn't need to make sense. It's a fantasy story. It's a fantasy comedy. So funny! Now that the entire kingdom believes Boji to be dead, Kage comes out of hiding and is determined to help Boji become strong. And so they go to somebody who will train Boji, who says no. And then they go to another guy, who also says no. I'm telling you guys, nobody believes in Boji in this show. Well, now technically the second guy doesn't exactly say no. The second trainer that they meet, Despa, agrees to work with Boji out of greed, but then learns that Boji has literally no aptitude for any strength at all. He is 100% weak and 100% repressed from his giant gene. Maybe a curse? I don't know. We got to get more episodes in. I'm so excited. The point of all of this summarization is to say this. Things don't go well for Boji. Over and over. He gets betrayed and backstabbed constantly. He deals with a lack of belief from everyone he meets. The viewer, along with Boji, genuinely have no idea who to trust at any point in the show. I am on episode 13. I think I know who the big bad is at this point, but to be frank, this show has pulled the rug out from under me so many times that I don't know what I don't know. So due to all this mess, I think it would be more than fair for our dear sweet Boji to be a little angry. Maybe to be hateful. Maybe to want revenge. But instead, he presses onward with absolute determination and maybe not forgiveness, but an unabashed tenacity. 
And that is where we actually find our scripture. The text for this video is a selection from the letter that Paul wrote to the churches in Rome. He wrote these letters because he was concerned he might not be able to make his usual pilgrimage to get things started from the ground up in the area. And so Romans serves as a letter of following Jesus 101 for the early church peeps. This chapter in particular is about living the Christian life as a living sacrifice. And this is a way of relating to the religiosity of the time, right? Animal sacrifices certainly were not as popular during Paul's time as in the Old Testament, but the concept itself remained the same. Something is offered up as an atonement for the sin and evil that has been done. In Levitical tradition, it would be extremely specific what would be required to make up for what particular sin. But Paul isn't really referring to tradition here. Jesus already came as the ultimate sacrifice, as the true atonement, as the ultimate atoner who would be able to take the sin of the world is the only begotten son and wrap up everything with a neat little bow. So we don't really need sacrifices anymore. So what is Paul even talking about? Well, Paul is saying that being a living sacrifice is actually the way that we as followers of Jesus worship God. It's the way that we honor God. Now the question is, what in the world is a living sacrifice? As Paul begins to describe in this chapter and really throughout the entirety of his penmanship, being a living sacrifice is literally changing the entirety of the way that we live our lives into a life of service to the other. We are to become servants of those around us. This is all a reflection of the teachings of Jesus throughout the Gospels. Humble service is a hallmark of Jesus's walk as a minister, leader, and teacher. And so if we are called to be Christians or Leo Christs, then we are also called to walk that life of humble service. But service isn't just doing something for others. After all, as Jesus said, if we were only to love those who love us, then what are we really doing here? You have to love those who hate you. Paul takes this idea and expands upon it in this chapter. Blessing your persecutor, weeping with the weepers, associating with the lowly, never repaying evil for evil, never avenging yourself, living peaceably with a few, I'm sorry, uh, with some, I'm, no, actually it's with uh, many. No, no, live peaceably with all, he says. Them's big britches to fill. And Paul is pretty clear about it. It is no easy task. It's a sacrifice. It means taking the natural and sometimes even fair reaction that we might have to something and throwing it out with the bathwater, going beyond the expected and being better than what others might deserve. Why? Out of humble and radical servitude. This is so amazingly exhibited in the life of Boji. Boji keeps pushing forward. He's humble in knowing what he can and cannot do, but he's also determined to push himself in every way and lean on those around him, even when they end up betraying him. Now, he's only human, giant, giant baby, humanoid, humanoid baby giant. He's going to fail is what I'm getting at. He's going to have trouble trusting again, but his perceivable naivete comes across to me as instead being a genuine and deep trust in others to the point of absolute service. I actually think that's what would make Boji the best king in the King of Rankings, not only because of his sneaky sneakiness that makes him a strong opponent, but also because of his humility and his belief in the humanity of others, even when they look like this. And that's all well and good, but what does this downright naive life of humble service mean for you and me today? What does this actually mean for us? Well, if there's one thing that we are not naturally tuned into as human beings, it's serving others. We really do have trouble putting others before ourselves, even if we think we're good at it. Odds are we've fallen short before. Boji can serve as an excellent example for those who have been betrayed before. Boji never stops believing in himself, and it's this self-confidence that leads him to have the same sense of trust in the next person that he meets. He doesn't bring back baggage along with him from those who have heard him before. Instead, he maintains his sense of self as a gift of service towards others. What would it take for you to drop that baggage of past trauma and move forward? Maybe you need to forgive that past person, or maybe you don't. 
If not, then Paul says you can let God deal with that mess on God's own time. But for you, you deserve to move forward. And the people you're going to meet deserve to meet you, the whole you, the awesome you that you are without the trauma that's weighing down your heart. And that's the kind of healing that can only happen in a safe and trusted space. And that's what we're wanting to create for nerds, geeks, and gamers over at Checkpoint Church on our Discord. So whether you're a giant, a little giant, or a shadow clan thingy, know that you are always welcome at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your day to watch these weekly deep dives. Look forward to the next one again, same time, same place next Sunday. If you want more of Checkpoint Church right here, right now, know that we are streaming every single Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday over on Twitch. But if you need it literally this exact second, we also have our Discord link down below. We are pretty much in there every single day. We're asking questions every day of the week. It's always active. It's always fun. We just started a new card collecting game and somebody's obsessed. Who could that be? <laughs> hey, quick question for you. What's your favorite anime out of winter 2022 season? so far. I am weirdly enjoying Dress Up Darling more than I thought I would, and I am really not enjoying Platinum End. I had such high expectations for that show. It is such a bummer. With that, folks, we're going to end this stream as we always do with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you watching this video. Whether or not you believe in God, go to church, whether you enjoyed this video or watch to the end out of spite, no matter what, we still believe these three things to be absolutely true about every single person watching this video at any point in time. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on YouTube and Twitch and Discord. And number three, we believe that you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. With that, folks, until the next time that I see you, which I hope is either over on our Twitch or our Discord, or right here at the same time, same place on our YouTube channel for another of these nerdy deep dives next week, whatever it may be, I hope that you are well. Until then, bye bye Let me out of here. I just walked on water. I just walked on water. Ooh, a Pachirisu? Alpha Pachirisu! Don't mind if I patch a redo. <laughs> no.